Welcome to Mitten Music Podcast. This is Ava Swiss. Let's do this thing. Oh my. All right, Ryan. <laughs> now everybody's like, Ava Swiss? What? Like so, to us, that was a live take too. That wasn't like a recorded, pre-recorded <laughs> thing. That was nice, Ava. Nice oh, job. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So we have Ava Swiss today on the show. Excited to have you, Ava. Thank you. Ava's from Oxford, Michigan. You may have heard of her before. She was on America's Got Talent. Yeah. Uh, just came out with an EP, which we'll talk about. And she hails from Oxford, Michigan. Yes, sir. Yeah. Who else is from Oxford, Michigan? Oh, yeah. I am. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> we have that in common. So, uh, grad, I'm, I'm very far. It's been a long time since I've graduated from when you did, Ava. But, uh, yeah, O-Town, here we yeah. are. Once a wildcat, always a wildcat, right? That's right. That's right. Isn't there Definitely. a band, O-Town? Wasn't that a boy band, O-Town? I think so. Is, he, yeah. is that what you said? I thought that's why you said it. Oxford, duh. I was like, why did you say O-Town? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> and to, to add to that, so we are actually recording not in Hudsonville at uh, Ryan's studio. We are in 20 Front Street's venue. And Ava's actually played here, right? Yes, I have. I played here last March, and I have a Christmas show here this year, too. Awesome. Yep. That's sweet. That's a cool venue. It's a very cool venue. It's beautiful, too, and the acoustics are insane. Yeah. yeah amazing and if yeah if anybody hears doors shutting and creaks and that this is the coolest venue i've been to i keep we have, we have to be careful of our mics not that we have a whole different table set up here but there's like church pews and brick walls and the lighting is cool mm-hmm. it's very intimate it's cozy there's a sweet old organy piano you guys gotta check out backstage too it's awesome we did the green room, we're, yes. and we're going at, before we talk to someone else. We are going to go back there and check it out some more. Yes. Yeah. Lots of signatures on the walls, and posters, and vinyl, and this and that. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah. So, Ava, uh, we're here to talk about you today, and tell us a little bit about your journey. To I, I feel like I've heard that you. So, I want you to clarify that you weren't you were into music, mm-hmm. but you weren't necessarily thinking you were going to do professional music until some point, or maybe you did, uh, but. Then you got to America's Got Talent somehow. So help us understand that journey. Well, um, I've been singing since I can remember, literally, like since I started talking. Um, and the first time that I ever really took it into like a professional matter was when I was eight years old. I auditioned for the Detroit um, Opera House, oh. the children's chorus there. Mm-hmm. And I sang there for two years, and that was, like, I think that really helped me, like, develop my voice, and, you know, it's, like, the classical background training and all that. It, like, really was a staple piece for me. Um, But after that, uh, we moved to Oxford, and it was, like, a lot further away, and it's just hard to get down there every week and Mm -hmm. very expensive, you know. Um, And so I kind of just went about, like, high school and all that and middle school, but I always kept singing. Um, I was in choir all my years of high school and middle school. Um, and then I guess, well, after the incident that happened at school, um, my senior year after the shooting, that's kind of what really brought me to America's Got Talent. Um, because I had ended up singing at a vigil three days after the incident. Um, and I sang Rise Up There by Andre Day. Mm, yeah. I actually have it tattooed on my arm now (laughs) but um that kind of went I guess viral you could say Um, like different on all the news channels and things like that um in Detroit and I think that that's how America's Got Talent kind of picked me up they actually catapulted you yes did they they reach out to you 
They did, yes. Oh, Ooh, that's got to yeah. feel like tw- three times as good as just like, hey, I'm going to sign up and show up and sit in line all day and see what happens. Yeah, right? it was definitely very surprising. I didn't expect it, um, especially because I had auditioned like at one of their open call things before. Okay. I think I was in like seventh grade. Um, I did for America's Got Talent. And then my freshman year, I auditioned for America's American Idol. Okay. Too. Yeah. So I thought that was how, you know, they all kind of just right. they yeah. found their people. But you, yeah. you learn a lot being in the industry for sure. Did they realize that you had applied years earlier when you were in seventh grade? Uh, they did ask, like on the form they sent. Oh, so, so they didn't, when they were asking you to do something with them they yeah. they probably didn't know off the t- until you told them like yeah actually yeah, yeah. i did apply uh, five years or whatever right they had no idea but that's cool yeah, yeah. they so. missed out the first time <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, well. so uh take a step back to you were talking about the 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 incident in oxford high school the school shooting that happened a couple of years ago and um just ex- i guess Talk through that a little bit if you want. Like, obviously, a horrible experience. Yeah, it's I, hard, hard my, to ask about. My heart that. was, I mean, going to Oxford, but I mean, everybody across the state was obviously with everybody. But um, tragic situation. But you were there, and I can't even imagine what that was. Even like, and I've got two two kids in high school right now, so I I'm always thinking about that. Like, I don't want that day to come. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's definitely. Um... I mean, life-changing to say the least, um, changes your perspective, the way you view the world, the way you even just go about everyday life, like for so long, um, like even my brother and I, like it was so hard to even like go back out in public, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause once something like that happens, it's like, you're just always kind of expecting like the worst you're expecting that to happen. Cause it's just one of those things where it's so rare, but like once something so rare like that happens to you. It's like, well, anything could happen, you know? Mm. So mm. it um, definitely, yeah, it was terrible. I was there that day. My brother um, was a freshman at the time. I was a senior. Um, I was able to get out of the school. Like, I didn't have to be trapped in a classroom or anything. I wasn't in lockdown. But my brother was. Um Actually, what's crazy, I don't ever, I don't really tell many people this, but, um, so it happened around, I think it was like 1240 or something like that. It was when we were just getting out of lunch. And normally, I don't know if you remember how the high school is set up. Or well, I went to, I went to, school. uh, the old, yeah, it would have been the middle school. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But, um, the way it's set up is like, there's the lunchroom and there's two hallways that go out into this big, basically it's just a big circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally I like daily routine. I always walk out with, I always walked out with my two friends. I won't say their names, but, um, and we, we were supposed to walk like literally right where it all happened, where it all like first unfolded. And for whatever reason I was walking with them and I just decided to like not go that way that day. Wow. And I was like, I've just been late to class so many times this year. Like I shouldn't be late again. And, um, and I just like turned around, like, I don't know why, um, I think it's God, but you know, we could all call it whatever we think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's so crazy to me that I, that I ended up doing that. Um, because you know, who knows what would have happened. And 
even crazier part is once I was able to make it outside and I made it to the car with my dad, um, for whatever reason, one of my friends that I always walk with, she wasn't particularly one of my closer friends. Um, but I just like called her like, Mm. I, I don't know. I just called her and I asked her if she knew where Reed was because I was like freaking out, obviously, because Reed is my little brother freaking out because I hadn't heard from him. I didn't know where he was, if he was okay. And she was like, oh yeah, he's sitting right next to me. Oh man. Yeah. And she's senior. He's a freshman. So it's not like, you know, it was just like right place, right time. She got pulled into his classroom actually. Okay. Um, and you just happened to call her and I just happened to call her and she, like he was right next to her. So I know it really was. You're probably like at least like a little sigh of relief in in that second, at least for sure. And I don't think she will ever understand how, um, big of an impact that had on me. Like you're so thankful she picked up the phone I'm and answered it. Like I'm she easily, so thank- yeah, like yeah, might right. not have you. Know, right. And there were so many things going through my head too. Like I didn't know if I should, if I should call because I didn't want to make sound. Like mm, there yeah. were just so many different like scenarios. Like you, you never really, you just never can know. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really trains you for that. Well, we are trained, but you can never be fully it's, prepared. Yeah. You know, right. unfortunate that we have yeah. to think about things like this. Yes. Kids. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, but in that, um, I'd like to say it's in the past, but, you know, it's also always still here. It's always Mm -hmm. still in my heart. Um, And, you know, it's like it's hard, like getting over it, I guess, because it's like at a certain point, like, of course, now it's it's not okay what happened, but like I'm okay, And I think a lot of people are at that point in their lives. But then you remember that, like, they were there were kids who didn't make it mm-hmm. and yeah. families who lost their children. And so it's just one of those things I'm always going to be spreading awareness about, because again, like I said, unfortunately you don't really know what it's like until it happens to you. And it's just, people need to realize the severity like of like two years later, we're still hurting. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like it just has gone away now. Right. So, right. It's a scar that's yeah, kind of, uh, an invisible scar yes. to people on the outside. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, I'm always think. I mean, I think a lot about those four Tate, Madison, Justin, and Hannah. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's sad, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here safe. And, um, and now, now your, your music is shining the world. So, yeah, yes. So how was the, the America's got talent journey? What was, I mean, you, like you explained, they called you, which is something mm-hmm. you, like, what was that experience like? How has that imp- impacted you long term? But like, what happened? What are the behind the scenes things too that happened that you don't necessarily hear about? Well, I'm gonna. I'll try to be as specific as I can. Um, but there probably are some things that I'm like technically not allowed right, to right. share. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So they reached out to me. Um, and then and the way that they reached out. It was like a comment. One of their talent scouters commented on one of my posts on Instagram. And I was like, like the profile was just like a normal person. And so I was like, it's probably just a scam. Like, you know, yeah, there's right. so many scams yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really think anything of it. And then I got reached out to further, like through DMs and through like my phone number even and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like this is something and they're all kind of tied together and like it's not yeah. like they're se- they're talking about the same thing so yes. you're like okay this yes yeah. it was the same person so oh, i was like okay, okay it's that's definitely a little safer yes <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah for sure 
Um, so we just agreed to have a phone call and we went through all the steps and, um, I think he pitched me to his producers and stuff like that and they approved and then I had an audition and they flew me out to, um, LA, actually Pasadena specifically, um, which is like the suburbs of LA, which I didn't know was even like a thing. It's beautiful there. It's an awesome Hmm. city. Um, but yeah, so I flew out there for, it was actually my senior spring break was I was going to audition on America's Got Talent. Um, <laughs> did you have is, any other plans besides that? I was going to go to Jamaica. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> did you miss out on a trip your senior year spring break? I did, but like, it, this was, there's no complaining there. there like, fair it, enough. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I feel like your head's in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was only two days. The first like round, I guess. It was like the first day. Well, we had to quarantine actually. So it was more like five days. We had to quarantine for a couple days because that was when COVID was still Mm, happening. Um, And then the first day that I was officially there, it was like a huge prep day. So it was a lot of like film and um, interviews and things like that. And then the second day was my actual audition day. Okay. Um, so yeah, that went well. I got four yeses from the judges, Whoa. Yeah. Um, which yeah. was awesome. Really, really an amazing experience. I was super nervous because of my upbringing, like in my story that I would be like eaten alive and that it was going to be like too much, you know, oh, yeah. but they were so like, truly, they were so good about that. They were hmm. so kind. Like everybody there is assigned a producer. She was like checking in on me all the time. Like, are you okay? Well, if that's too much, like you don't have to talk about it. Like it was very, like very positive experience. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. They were all so kind, which I didn't know. Like, I didn't really expect to be honest. Cause I feel like the showbiz and like this industry in specific has such a reputation, you know, it's like mm-hmm. brutal industry, which it can be, but that um, they were not at all like that. So yeah, that's good. That's great to hear, yeah. for sure. I wonder how many people they actively ask to come on in audition compared to. I'm sure there's way more that apply and show up. Yeah. I, just, I wonder how many they. Right. I mean, you might have been one of five for all we know, unless you actually know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. And well, honestly, maybe you're the only one. You should feel even the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I know that there definitely were contestants who did submit through like the video submissions and like all the like open call things. Yeah. Um, but you know, just like anything, they have like their scouts and their people, right. and yeah. So. So you get your four yeses. So then you have to probably like wait or something until like Yeah, it was a it was a long waiting game for sure. Um I knew I'd gotten through, but there also was judge cuts too. And so the judge cuts round this year they didn't have us go like fly back or anything. It was more just them consulting and I think it was literally filmed in like Simon's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> they were looking at pictures of all the contestants of all their yeses and then they had to sort through all the yeses and decide who they actually wanted to push through to the live shows. Yep. Um, Interesting. And then normally there's a quarterfinal performance after that, but they didn't do quarterfinals this year. I'm not really sure why. Um, so it just jumped right to semifinals and then finals. Yep. So I made it to the semifinals and then did not make it to the finals. So yeah. um, I was the first week of semifinals, so I think it was like, like the beginning of August through the middle of August or something. I was down there for like 
16 days. It was a long oh. time. Oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, lots of prep work for hmm. that one, for sure. Is it um, prep for like the performance as well? Because there's, it seems like they cater each performance. They do some yes. of the backs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they do like a whole background, like on the stage and stuff, like all the lighting, everything being there. I'll have to show you guys pictures. Mm. Um, like before it was all set up and everything, all the tech there and the state, it's like, it's insane. Crazy. Like Oof. it is so insane. Um, but yeah, they work with each performer with their creative, like they have a creative team. They have like, um, a vocal team, like music team. They have like, even like, I forget the exact wording they use for like an acting, like even just mm. for like, like help with how to portray your emotion like wow like they have someone for everything so um I kind of was like working with someone new every day and I'd like work with them multiple times and then there was a lot of like film and like more interviews and right stuff like that um a lot of film for like the VT that they have before like mm-hmm. the introduction you know um and it was like it was so much film that's honestly what I remember the most about it because they just you know they want like as much material as they can have. Any so. clip, any like even yes. five second clip that they can oh, stick yeah. somewhere they like, wanna like, just need. Yeah, like me and my mom walking out of the building hugging, like uh-huh. <laughs> in case you get a yes, like in case you get a no, like You're so fair. many different scenarios. Um, wow. But yeah. yeah, it was it was really super fun. It was a great experience. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you got a lot a lot of time with people to even you just know how to do some of those things, just build some of those skills that you wouldn't have normally. For had. sure, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, that's cool. So you didn't make it to the finals. Bummer. I heard Simon was a little bummed, I think, his yeah. expression was. But um, still, I'm, I'm sure that experience alone has helped you a lot. But what was, what's kind of the after effects of that? Like, um, Well, after I was eliminated um, from semifinals, I actually was like, I was on the plane. I had just gotten back into Detroit, and I checked my email and I got an email from the AGT live show in Vegas. AGT. And they said... America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no. I should have. We're raining you back in. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Continue. That's okay. <laughs> um, I got an email from them, and they had said that they wanted me to come out for just like three weeks mm. um, to headline there. And so I was like, yeah, like totally. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I did not expect it to be so soon. Like I literally had just gotten back home. Um, so about a week after I got home from semifinals, I flew out to Vegas and I stayed on my own. They had me in a really nice hotel, like, um, and I headlined there for a couple weeks and they ended up asking me to stay through the rest of the season, which was another like two, three months. Oh, wow. Um, Dang. so yeah, it was, it was crazy. Oh, it felt so good. Like it was amazing. Like all my friends were like all right, like, bye, mom, like, going to, like, college. I'm like, bye, I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she's just, like, freaking out, like, hyperventilating. I'm like, it's fine, mom. It'll be fine. But so that was this year, right? Uh, that was last oh, year. Oh, it was last year. Okay. And then now this year I've been on call with them. Okay. So I've just been going back and forth. Um, okay. But so you have been out here this year yes, since. Yes. I actually Maybe just shorter, got back. shorter stints. Yeah. Yeah, I just got back... Um, to, on Halloween, actually, I got oh, back home. So, okay. how long were you there? Because I was in Vegas the first weekend of October, Thursday oh, no through way. Sunday. No way. 
fifth through the tenth, fifth through the ninth, or something like that. When I think the first day I got there was the eleventh, oh. so I just missed you. But yeah, um, just passed in the airport. We might have. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I saw a coworker in the airport in Vegas, and I didn't even know he was not at work. <laughs> he was going on his honeymoon apparently. Oh. I was like, what? Uh, sweet. So yeah. help me understand this. So is it? Is it? You said you're headlining. So there's some other acts from. AGT there? Yes. So okay. okay, so lots of people get confused with the mm. like the difference between the AGT live show and um the actual show. So the, the television form- show compared to the concert show. Yes. Maybe. Yes, that makes more sense, the concert show. So it's like the TV show is the TV show. Lots mm. of people, you know, you guys have seen that. And then the Vegas show, it's the full name is AGT Superstars. Mm. Um but it's like it's actually a Cirque du Soleil show, Ooh. so it's um, they take like AGT alumni, um, just I guess whoever they select, and we all just perform. It's the same show every night. It's like a concert, you know. It's not um, televised or anything like that. You mm-hmm. just you buy a ticket and you go yep. to the show and. Yeah. Does so. that get is that get easier as it goes or more repetitive? Like if it's the same thing. I, I mean, I love it. I love. I was being gonna say I feel there. like it'd be. Like pretty legit, like, oh, I don't have to, if the show is the same every night, yeah, you no. kind of get like, you get to have more fun and like get relaxed and maybe do something funny or, or maybe you can't, I don't know, but yeah. I don't know, more comfortable maybe is what I'm thinking. Definitely more comfortable for sure. I can't really say anything because my act is just like, I just walk out and sing and uh, I walk back out and I yeah. wave and do my bow, gotcha. but there's a host um, for the show and normally it's like, a magician or a comedian or like someone with like a bold personality, you know? Mm. Um, and so they usually do all the talking and like the introducing and everything like that. But it definitely gets, um, a lot easier as you go. Like I love it. Like I, I just love it. Like every time it's my turn to go out there and sing, I just like whatever I'm dealing with that day, whatever I've been dealing with like that week, I'm like, all right, this is your time to just like kind of let it all go. And like, it's awesome. So I love it. That's great. Yeah. Are you going to continue doing more of that? If, is it a, or you just got to wait to see if they call, keep calling you? Um, I think I'll be doing it next year again. Cool. Um, nothing's for sure yet, but yeah. I think so. Um, so yeah, just kind of coming and going and I've made so many friends down there too. So it'll be nice to be able to have that too, to keep in touch with all of them. Mm-hmm. But, um, as of now, I'm kind of looking into, um, I've been really interested in like cruise ships and stuff. Oh. I feel like that'd be fun just to try oh. out. Um, I just feel like I'd be so mad at myself if I didn't at least try that <laughs> because it's such an amazing way to see the world. I mean, you can just travel and sing and yep. so right. definitely going to apply for some auditions for those That's and stuff cool. like that. But, yeah, that'd be neat. And the yeah. cool thing about that, right? You, don't, I mean, I'm sure there's other things you have to do maybe on the cruise ship, but you have typically, right, one night to perform maybe. Or, or is it, or sometimes or is it every have, night I've heard of, I've heard, of, I know what you're both, saying. Cause yeah. I've heard, um, there was like a festival boat cruise ship fest, like a rock festival yep. and no one played more than once. It was yep. like these six bands this night, these six bands this night, yeah. and then maybe three bands the last night. But I've also heard ones where they play every night that it's on there. Like three bands play every single night. I think honestly, I, it could go either way. I'm not really sure. I guess it just depends on the contract and mm-hmm. like who you sign with and stuff. But, um, I could definitely see them hiring like two or three different singers and just having like them like each sing like every like three days, you know, like mm-hmm. or something like that. But I feel like most commonly for singers, like if you're just like playing a set, like a 60 minute set, usually it's 
like almost every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just probably filter them out every once in a while. But that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. you're right. That would be fine because you're. I mean, you get your your night gig, and then you get yeah. your your day hang on a cruise yeah. ship. Yeah, like three eleven does it. Three eleven has a cruise ship. They do either. They had been doing it. It was just them. They would play every night. But it was a band, just but it was mm-hmm. the three eleven cruise ship party or whatever the heck it was. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, that's cool. Well that's that's sweet. That sounds fun. So your music, uh, we were talking about that earlier. You got the EP just came out mm-hmm. this year, four songs, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how is how is that how have people reacted to that? What's what's Um They've reacted really well. Um I feel like it hasn't gotten as much exposure as I would like it to, but um, I think I've just been a little bit relying too much on that when that's more of like a 10-year plan, and mm. I'm trying to focus more on like a three-year plan, which is why I'm like really interested in the cruise ships and just even like just more gigs in general. Mm-hmm. I think I have to be more accepting of like that lifestyle right now, yeah. which honestly sounds great too, um, but it's definitely still gotten very good feedback. Um, it was super fun to write. It was amazing. I worked with a producer. He's actually local. His name is Daniel Zott. Okay. Um, he's part of the band JRJR, formerly known as um, something Eisenhower Jr. We'll look it up. That they, sounds... they don't have that name anymore. Okay. okay. But they go by JRJR now, and they're amazing. They've got really great music. Ooh, we'll um, check it out. Yeah, and he was amazing to work with. Um, I spent a lot of time, pretty much all last year, looking for a producer mm. to like that fits, you know. And um, just it was crazy because I went to like like Nashville, Miami, like I was like looking in all these different places, and it just ended up being someone that lives like forty minutes away from oh, me. Yeah, so it was crazy. really pretty special. Um, and we, I think, we wrote some really really awesome music together. So. How, yeah. how do you even go around looking for a producer to help produce your music? Like, you Honestly, got to know people to talk to or something, right? It's all about connections. Okay, like, it fair. really is. Um, definitely being thrown into, like, America's Got Talent and then AGT Vegas, like, live and stuff. It's helped. That helped a lot. I mean, you really, like, making friendships is, like, awesome, but it's also very important to, you know, um, and always, that's why it's like always just be true to yourself and humble and kind because they will see that and then, and they will help you, you know? So, mm. so don't be a diva right <laughs> when you're starting out. You're to say. Right. Don't feel right. like you got it all going on <laughs> and you know it all. Okay. Good advice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah, you talked about the right. So, um, you write all your music. I do. He helped, he co-wrote with me. Okay. Um, and produced it too. But um, it was really like that's I guess that's what I meant by like it was the perfect fit because we first had like a trial run um, and that was actually real love was the first song we wrote together. Um, But it was the first time we ever met ever like jammed together anything like that and we're just sitting in his studio and he starts like playing the guitar and I'm like oh like that's cool you know and he's like oh yeah. And then I was like, well, what about this? And I just started singing like a melody with it. And he was like strumming and he's like, oh, I like that. And then like, we just were like, oh, real love. Like that would sound cool. You know, like real love. And then just like, it just, it it was like that, like all the time, like just back and forth and back and forth. And we just, we made something awesome. So we were like, yeah, we got to do this again. And that's why I decided to do the whole EP with him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, find the right fit. Like you said, that's that's important. Yeah. Otherwise, you probably clash a lot or just it just doesn't meld. It Absolutely. It doesn't sound as good. 
Yeah. And and Ryan's, you know, daughters, you yeah. said you, you, they listen to Real Love, right? So Aww. we earlier this year, we had, like, as we're throwing out names, like, oh, who could we, you know, possibly talk to to get an interview? And your name had come up for a while. And whenever we have a name come up, I just jot it down and mm-hmm. listen to it. And I have three kids. Uh, my daughters are 10 and 8. Um, and they'll, they've, in the last year or two, caught on, like, what's dad listening to? And it's usually, like, hard rock stuff. Yeah. But they know with the podcast, it's everything, like... You might hear, yeah, some opera singing stuff coming from my office or some death metal. Right. But so they kind of gravitate towards the, the female singer. If it's poppy, you know, it's easy, catchy for them mm-hmm. to whatever. So I, I had to have played them something or other. I'm like, oh, I think they might like this. And then I totally forgot about it until recently. On the way here, I was like, okay, let me flip through her songs again. First song, I was like, I know this song. Why was I thinking I, I had to refresh my memory? Like, how do I know this? Like I, the girls were playing it upstairs several, so many times. It's on one or two of their playlists that I listen to all the time. Aww, so I was like, "There we awesome. go. This is perfect." I yeah. love that. Right? That's so cool. So I will. They will definitely be listening to this episode. I bet. Aww. Rock and roll. Uh, yeah, for That's sure. Awesome. So, are you writing any more music right now, or are you just kind of um, letting that kind of ride for a while and look at the gig deal? Or yeah, no, I haven't really been spending much time in the studio, but I'm like always writing by myself. I play the piano. Okay. Um, so a lot of the songs that I write by myself are ballads. Yeah. Um, pretending maybe. Yes, there pretending. Yep, that was the first one I ever released, and that was on my own. Um, but yeah, so I still am always writing by myself. Um, but I just haven't really been like in the studio as much. I've been yeah. busy with um. AGT Live, the AGT Superstars, and um, just I've kind of been in the more of the mindset of like the gigs right now. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. And that's crazy how someone is, I'm not saying you're young as in a little kid, but is someone early on in their career, I'll say, focusing on the gig part instead of the, oh, we need to, I feel like a lot of bands that we talk to, or a lot of artists, they're, it, the next, they're worried about the next thing yeah. they're going to release or recording this, or they're trying to put this stuff together and they would like to do the concerts, but I feel like they out and I'm not trying to put words in anyone's mouth, but they stress about trying to get something new content out like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, and your situation is a little more unique where you had a, a larger platform right off the, mm-hmm. the beginning. It made it maybe easier that you can explore these other cool and ins- you're not like, knocking on doors like hey can i play at your venue can you get me on a bill you know right so it's just it's interesting that you got that catapult that you had you know it was just it's cool it's it's a little Mm -hmm. different directions than a lot of people had it's yeah it's fun sometimes i think i maybe i should be more to be honest it's like i'm still learning so much within the industry because i was dumped in at like yeah like so randomly and out of like such tragedy that I was like completely clueless. You weren't when I first looking started for off. it. You weren't like yeah. di- every night dreaming about I me. Mean, yeah. Maybe you were, but yeah. It's definitely always been a dream for yeah. sure. But I like had no idea how to like go about it Unexpected. or anything like that. Yeah. So it's been like this whole process has been a learning experience for sure. Um, sometimes I think I could be a little bit more like knocking on the doors and like talking to all the record labels and like, I definitely still, um, try for it for sure. But I just feel like if I tried too hard for just that, I'll get so discouraged and I don't want to, Great point. it's like, it's it, like I said, it's more of a 10 year plan, like five, 10 year plan. Like right now I should just be focusing on like my like two, three year, you know, plan. So right. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, Yeah. Thank you. What, what is your, um, What's your inspiration for writing? Like, oh, 
Um, Mitten Music Podcast. <laughs> um, any hardship, really. It's okay. like anytime I'm going through anything, um, I just want to write about it. I've yeah. always, even when I was younger, I've, I always loved um, music, like always, but I wrote poems a lot when I was mm, younger and yeah. stuff. I was actually homeschooled for like three and a half years. My mom was super hands-on. She always loved being at home with us. Um, my brother was like very intelligent and she just, she was like, well, like I'll just teach you guys at home. Like I love spending time with you guys. And it was honestly some of the best years of my life. Um, and, and yeah, so she taught me a lot about poetry and stuff like that. And my grandfather used to write poetry. So we would always write together when I'd visit him. And then that kind of just turned into like a love of writing music. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, anytime I wrote about anything, it was just always like, came from like the deepest of the deepest emotions yeah. in my heart for sure so okay just channeling that i guess into music awesome uh, talking about your childhood so what are some of the influences i feel like and maybe i'm wrong here but lauren daigle is a mm-hmm. influencer of you yes for sure what other influences have you had um i've always loved adele she's just an og like right. she's amazing I she's queen that. of ballads like yep. And uh, like I, I play the piano and I love playing a lot of her songs on the piano. So she's definitely always been a favorite of mine. Um, I also like, he's more of a newer rising artist, uh, Benson Boone. Have you guys heard of him? Benson Boone. I don't think so. He's got some really good music. Hmm. Um, so I've been listening to him a lot recently. I've always really liked, I just like his writing style a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah, obviously Lauren Daigle, also Motown. I grew up. Like right outside of Detroit, yeah, and my that, parents are always playing Motown and stuff. So that's like I love listening to Motown. Like on the perfect sunny day, you know, like when it's mm-hmm. a nice day outside, I want like some Motown playing. That's playing. your jam. You can't yeah. not be happy listening to Motown. No, you know? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> what did your parents listen to growing up, Jeff? Uh, mostly classic rock. Was it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. that makes sense. That's I, there wasn't a lot of Motown there. I mean, uh, the closest thing I would say is Michael Jackson, yeah. like mm-hmm. that. But uh, yeah, a lot of classic rock influences. I think the only thing we could listen to while I was growing up was the Beatles. That was it. Oh, yeah. That was and a after a while, time. it was only whatever the oldie station was. It was just that. And so, I mean, that was like from as far as I can remember till sixth grade or whenever uh, Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dream came out. 92? <laughs> four? 93? It was 90, 92, 93, 94, I think. I think it was 92. Whenever that. As soon as, the, as, soon yeah. as I caught on to that, I was like, yep, see you, Dad. <laughs> no, not really. I still love old stuff, but that's funny. Yeah. You got to sing with Lauren Daigle and the Red Rocks, is that I right? did. At Red did. Rocks? At Red, Red Rock. Red Rock, yep. Like Colorado? Yep. Oh. Yep. <gasps> That's <laughs> awesome. That was probably, arguably, even cooler than America's Got Talent. That is the like, thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Artists that are huge, their whole lives, they don't get an option to do that. Yeah, it it was incredible. It was seriously, oh, like, there's cool. no, I don't even have really words. Like, yeah. it was a, a beautiful, amazing experience. And I, she is such a beautiful person. Like, yeah. so the way that worked out was, um, she had saw my audition and it was like, just when I had gotten home, um, from LA and I got an email from her manager and she asked me if I wanted to per- come and perform and sing Remember, which was my audition song mm-hmm. um, by Lauren Daigle. She asked me if I wanted to come and sing that on stage with her at Red Rock. Whoa, how cool um, would that be? That's sweet. So 
that was insane. That was yeah. that was amazing. And it started raining while it was there too, which sucked for the crowd. Yeah. But like it's gotta be cool up, for you. <laughs> yeah. Like the way that that stage is set up, it's like you're like the stage is like further down and you're like yep. looking up and the rows are like, you know, and then obviously there's all these like rocks around you. Yeah, so it's kind of like a shelter above your head. Yes. Somewhat. Yes, and it was just so amazing to like look up and see all the mountains and these like lights that they had and the rain. It was like, it was beautiful. It's amazing. So, uh, so I was going to ask you this earlier. So Red Rock, you played it. Is it the Luxor that you're playing at? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those are bigger venues, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then we're sitting here in a very small venue. 80 person venue. 80 person venue and you've performed here once i know you said you're gonna perform again what's the difference as a performer from one to the other a larger place than a small honestly i get more nervous in a smaller venue um because i like the crowd in general i think it it fuels me more like gives me more ability to just have more emotion like i like the crowd but um i get more nervous in a smaller one because it, this especially is like so intimate that like I'm standing right here where we're sitting yeah. right now in this pew is like yeah. like nine feet away from me. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of pressure when they're like right up in you front of you. You can see everybody's know? faces and you, like yeah. how they're, if they're yawning or oh, this is tired <laughs> or they're like excited <laughs> or whatever. Right. And I feel like I have to really also make like um, good impression of myself, like really make sure mm-hmm. that I'm sticking to a good character. Like not that I ever try to be fake yeah right but you know what i mean it's just you're like right here it's so up close and personal it's a lot more nerve-wracking that way for me i think yeah and a bigger crowd it's just like it's it's a sea of people it's like you can't really you're not making any you're looking around because you know you're supposed to look in people in the eye right like all this but it's harder when there's a lot of people as opposed to 60 to 80 right in front of you yeah Yeah. that's another thing too is like for me performing i almost never look people in the eyes like i'm always like looking right above them is that that a helpful thing yeah because i've like even found that for some people like when i'm sitting in the audience watching someone it's like kind of awkward for me sometimes if they're like always making direct eye contact with me um you know because then i'm like well should i look away (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah i think every once in a while it's like very powerful like at a really powerful moment in the song very emotional like vulnerable part i think it's like if you just glance at like maybe one person for like split second i think that's like super powerful but mm. um i i almost always try not to make direct eye contact so it's harder in an intimate spot i think at what and the reason i said that now i'm thinking i'm like why did i it's not like i've ever taken <laughs> music like singing like learned how to be in front of a stage but i took a it was a speech class about like public speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot different than when you're a musician singing a song. I feel like, you know, I'm whatever. I, there people are here to hear me speak. Uh, of course, I'm going to look them in the eye and be like, yeah, hey, you get me? Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Kind of like more like a meeting style type thing. I think that's why I said, yeah, hey, it's supposed to look them in the eye. But what you said right. makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, you just do whatever makes you feel comfortable and good and less anxious and mm-hmm. have more right. fun and yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I think sure. the only time I really get nervous is when I second guess myself. Oh. Like like the um like if it's a new song, I'll be like, Oh, I hope I don't forget the lyrics or like something <laughs> like that. But yeah, that's definitely what makes me the most nervous. It's just Gotcha. Yeah. Not bad. So, um, Ava, you've got you said you're playing at twenty front street in December. Mm-hmm. What else do you got coming up? Um, honestly, I don't have a whole lot booked right now. I'm supposed to be actually be in Vegas next week. Oh, okay. Um, 
So that will be fun to get back there and do that and perform with AGT superstars. Um, but really, I'm just on the hunt for um, cruise ships. I'm also in on a hunt for agents right now. Um, I've had a couple reach out and stuff in the past, but it's just you can never be too sure. I also wasn't at a place where I was sure I needed that yet because I was so focused on my writing and everything. And I had a producer and like I thought I was set. Um, but I'm starting to like kind of realize that I think an agent could be beneficial for me. So definitely looking into that, talking to a few right now. Um, I have a couple different like producers and people that I'm, I have, I just have a lot of like up in the air, um, opportunity right now. But honestly, right now, this past month has have, it's kind of been like a, um, like a discovery month, like really just trying to like see what I want to do. Yeah. With like these next probably year of my life. I'm like kind of trying to figure that all out right now. Yeah. But yeah. Earlier, I think it was before we actually started recording. You showed us a tattoo that you have. Mm-hmm. It says rise up, right? Mm-hmm. And can you show me that again real quick? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wrong, wrong, wrong arm. arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. The, even the, the, um, the font of the, it says rise up, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tie something. So I was just recently in Vegas. One of my friends goes there a lot. I've been there a few times. One of the things, this trip, we were going to do activities. You know, we went to Area 51. We Mm -hmm. went to some horror burlesque show. We went to the Sphere. Um, But we went to something called Rise Fest. Have you heard of Rise Fest in Vegas? I haven't. Apparently, it's been around for a little while in the desert. It's like a Chinese lantern send-off thing. But there's like thousands and thousands of them. And they'll have artists in the very middle. There's a stage. And they had uh, a younger gal singing some songs and a couple of guys that had synthesizers and keyboards play some music. So it's just funny that it, I forgot. The, what was the reason for your tattoo that said Rise Up? Um, after the shooting, three days after, there was a huge vigil in downtown Oxford. That's and right. I sang Rise Up. That's right. Yeah. I think, I mean, hopefully somehow you can get connected because you should be someone that's singing at the Rise Fest. And they have it every year in so the cool. fall, I get apparently. My buddy that... We went there. That was the first time we went to Rise Fest. He already is ready to buy tickets for next year. He loved it so much. But they have food trucks. But it's like, you know, 25 miles out of Vegas. So it's in the desert. Right. Um, It was a cool, like, yeah, we were there for like maybe six hours. Get there kind of when it's daytime and you're walking around checking things out. Um, They have some art exhibits going on on one side. Like I said, Mm -hmm. food trucks on their side. They got the artist playing music in the middle. But everybody's got a little spot around this huge circle. And then... The ultimate part is, you know, you put your lanterns together and you light them and you send it off and it's just coolness. That is so cool. But it was just, it's called Rise Fest and it, the, the font style was very similar to what your tattoo was. I was like, I think she was meant to sing at Rise Fest. <laughs> yeah, just throwing that out that. there. That's so cool. <laughs> right? There you go. There might be another gig for you. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> in the future. Yeah, it's um, crazy because last year when I was in Vegas... Um, I actually ended up singing Rise Up on the AGT Superstars stage too. Cool. Um, and But it was not planned at all. They didn't even know that that was how like America's Got Talent found me or anything oh. like that. And I was, it was my first time ever there and I was in my wardrobe fitting and one of the ladies in there like grabbed my arm when she saw my tattoo and she was like, you know this song? And I was like, yeah, it's like kind of the whole reason that I'm like, that I'm here. Dang. And she was like, well, one of our acts, the Silhouettes, they're like a dancing group. Um, they were like, their their song, their track is to rise up. And we like always are trying to find like our singers that know that song because it's just like 
we would love to have someone singing it live. And so like literally the first day I got there, they were like, we would love to have you sing this. Man. And it was just like such a special moment. That is like, cool. That is awesome. Like, That's my song. Yeah, yeah right? Totally. Definitely. So, yeah. So Ava, where can people find your music, find out more about you? Um, I'm on all streaming platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all that good stuff. Um, I feel like I stay the most current on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm always posting my latest gigs, latest updates, um, all that stuff. So you can follow me on those, any socials. I don't really do Twitter that much. Oh, it's X now. It's not oh, even yeah. Twitter anymore. My bad. I don't X. really do X. You don't do X? <laughs> I, don't, I don't do X either. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Eva. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we look forward to what's to come. From Ava Swifts in the future, maybe sure. maybe a cruise ship soon. And uh, <laughs> I mean, at the least, we could come back to Twenty Front Street, check her out in December. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a couple, uh, it's a little way. I mean, it's not terribly far out, but uh, well, we need another reason to come to the side of the state. And yeah. the theme of that is Christmas music. Yes. Oh, okay. yep. it's going to be called the Joy of Christmas, Ooh. and I'm going to have a jazz band behind me, so it's oh. going to be it's going to be really classy, really. Really and, fun. And if anyone's interested in that, I would imagine you will want to buy tickets as soon as they are available because I it sounds like this place sells out quite fast, quite often. It does, and it's not a very big venue. So right. It is yep. this is like primo place if you're gonna yes. check out Ava. We'll we'll talk about it more as we know date or the dates and if tickets are available, we'll we'll shout yeah. it out as well. So Oh well, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. It was awesome. Yeah. It was easy. I'm glad we got to come to like I said, this side of the state. We get to we get to do a lot more and meet some extra people yeah. and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know if I'm ever out on the west side too. Absolutely. Definitely. We'd love to have you. Well, Jeff, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Mitten Music. Thanks, Evan. Hey. Out. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to remember those who lost their lives on November 30th, 2021 at Oxford High School. Madison, Justin, Tate, and Hannah. We remember you in Oxford. We're with you and all those who were impacted on that day. Let us remember those that we lost. Oxford, continue to be strong. If you enjoyed this episode, check out more episodes on any streaming service out there today, as well as our website, www.themittenmusic.com. You can also find playlists and concert listings there too. Check us out on social medias. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. 